The rule of three states, things that come in threes are inherently more appealing than those that don't. With the next generation GMC Sierra, Canyon, and Sierra Heavy Duty, we couldn't agree more. Whether you choose to have the world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate available only on the next generation GMC Sierra, to confidently take on heavy loads with the available 6.6-liter V8 Duramax turbo diesel in the GMC Sierra Heavy Duty, or to get behind the wheel of the only mid-size premium pickup on the road, the GMC Canyon, you'll realize all three help you do one thing, go professional grade. During GMC's Truck Month, qualified buyers can get 0% APR financing on most 2019 GMC Sierra and Canyon models. Truck Month, like a pro, GMC. Excludes Sierra 1500 AT4 and Denali models and Canyon SL models. Length of contract limited. Some customers will not qualify. Not available with some other offers. Take retail delivery by 531.19. See dealer for details. Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero, the Dew Sweeper. You're about to listen to an episode of The Tour Coach, which is going to give you an inside look at coaching golf at the very highest level from on the PGA Tour with my guys all the way to here at Mobile, Alabama in the Dew Sweeper Dome as we help folks of all skill levels, all walks of life, learn to achieve their golfing goals. So I've worked with Zach Suker about as long as I've worked with anybody, somebody that doesn't need a lot of attention, don't have to spend tons of time with him. Been great to watch his journey. And I sat down with Zach a few weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago or so, which happened to be before what he did this past week at the Travelers, which if you had the chance to watch golf and you love golf, his story, it was awesome to watch him play second in the tournament, but phenomenal job. And I think you'll enjoy listening to his insights and you'll see that while he's obviously excited and I'm sure a little bit shocked because it's life-changing playing that good career changing for the good that good play on the horizon wasn't unexpected because Zach been sticking to his plan he'd been doing great things and some of the work that we'd been doing on cleaning things up in his round were certainly a huge key to how he played, especially the first two days and then the last nine holes at the Travelers. Great story, great golfer, great family man, great student. think you're going to enjoy listening to the tour coach as we sit down with Zach Suker. The tour coach here, we've got the best sponsors in the entire world, and one of them The folks at Vineyard Vines take the best care of me that anybody in the world could. Always going above and beyond to make sure I've got the best apparel out there, as well as the best product and the best looking gear for me and all of my junior golfers and all the dew sweepers out there. And so now we want to share the love with those of you that like the Tour Coach podcast. So each and every week, we're going to start a contest and we're going to draw a winner for a couple of hundred dollar gift cards where you can go online and get you some great looking Vineyard Vines golf. All you have to do is listen to the Tour Coach podcast and then go on Twitter and tweet me at Golf and at Vineyard Vines, hashtag Tour Coach, and put one of whatever is your favorite part of the Tour Coach podcast. You can do the same thing on Instagram. Go on Instagram, take a picture of the Tour Coach podcast, put what your favorite part of it is, and then just tag me at the Sweeper and at Vineyard Vines, hashtag Tour Coach, and we'll do a drawing each week, and you can be the lucky winner of some Vineyard Vines gear. All right, so sitting in with me here today, I'm in the Dome, is 
he's up in Canada getting ready to uh, play another PGA Tour event, is uh, PGA Tour, Web Tour player, Zach Suker. Last time we caught up with Zach, one of my players, it was at the end of, uh, I think it was the last night of our trip in January down there for golf camp, and uh, he is now officially back playing his medical. Zach, how you doing, bud? Uh, doing great. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I thought we'd check back in with you. And not just because you're playing great, but I mean, it's, it's an interesting story. I mean, when, you know, golly, when we got together in January, I mean, you'd been out, like, was it over two years? It was, it was just, just shy of two years that I was out from uh, tournament to tournament. It was, it was a solid, like 13, 14 months without golf at all. And then, you know, close to two years without playing any, any event. Yeah. That's a long time to go without playing in an event. And so let's talk about that. So you came back, you know, we did a lot of work prior to January and you going back out there. We probably spent more time here in the building, in the dome than we'd done in, in maybe ever, <laughs> but like, you know, I, and one of the things to your credit, I thought you've done a, an awesome job of sticking with just the couple things we've been working on. And then the other side of that is obviously physically, You've put a ton of time in the gym because you can see that after the surgeries you had, you can do the stuff we're trying to do now, which has made it a ton easier. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. The um, I think that was that was the biggest thing was getting getting to where I could actually do it and do it, you know, every day instead of you know some days feeling okay, some days not being able to do it at all. So I think uh, the flexibility, uh, just having the ankle support and knee support that I needed to do it, and then. Um, and then it's been nice because we've actually been able to see some results from it, which has been great. So let's talk about how the year started out. So the first couple events you went to, they were down, they were the out-of-the-country web events, right? Am I, I'm right on that? That's right. It was um, Bogota, Colombia, and Panama were the first two I went, the first two I played back. You know, and I remember the first ones like you went to, like when you left, you were striping it. I mean, you were hitting it awesome. Didn't get as much out of it. And I know you were frustrated a little bit, but, you know, I think that that's, to your credit, I mean, a lot of folks shoot some scores that they're not thrilled with and they think they got to do something different on their golf swing. And I mean, you know, the first thing you texted was like, I hit it plenty good to shoot good scores. I mean, I just, just didn't get much out of it. Yeah, that, that was kind of the whole, the whole start back was uh, the ball striking was there. I just wasn't tournament ready, I guess. I wasn't sharp with the little things and I paid for most of my misses. You know, my short game wasn't where I would have liked it. And so it was kind of like, I feel like I'm playing great. I feel like I did everything I needed to do to play really well to start the year, and it wasn't happening. And it really didn't happen until San Antonio was the first event that I was like, oh, there we go. I finally have a good result for a week that I played well. Because I'd had probably three or four weeks out of those first eight that I played really good golf, and it didn't, didn't reflect that at all. You know, and so that's where I came up with the bet that we're going to talk about. Well, I think it was going into San Antonio. I went and I, you know, watched you hit balls. And I'm, you know, it's like these apps are crazy now because we can watch you play every round of golf. And I mean, heck, I just sit here sidetracked all day. But, you know, and I would see like how many birdies you're making. You were making a ton of birdies. Well, I was making enough of the good stuff. That's right. Right, right. But I saw too many like. So I saw too many things that like, I was like, you know what? He's hitting it too good to be making mistakes. And that's when we had that, we came up with the idea. I said, you know what? After Prattville, I think it was after Prattville, you know, it's like I kept watching you and you'd you'd have these rounds going where you'd get two, three under and you'd get move up the board 
And then all of a sudden, like a double would come or a bogey on a par five or a bogey with a wedge. And, and I was like, I mean, if he just learns to clean this up, he's going to have a great week. And so, you know, I said, look, you love betting me. You love beating me, my ass out of money. That's your favorite thing to do, I think. And, uh, uh, That's right. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, okay, because we do this chipping game, and I know I owe you cash on that too. But And I was like, look. Uh, it, you, won, you won this week. I won this week. Oh, good. I, I'm going to – trust me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start keeping record. But I was like, you know, one of the <laughs> one of the cool things about you is you're ultra competitive. And, like, the other time we had you on the podcast, we joked about, like, me and you almost got into a fight in the parking lot at Old Palm. You're always trying to win. <laughs> and, and, I mean, I think that's one of the – somebody brought that up the other day. Was like, man, you remember when – oh, it was Mark Hackett down at Old Palm. I was doing an event with him. And Hack was like, you remember when you and Zach almost beat the shit out of each other? You were bowed up against each other in the parking lot? And I was like, I was like, yeah. I mean, we were fine. We just both wanted to win. That's right. Right? No one likes losing. Yeah. No. But I, but so, like, I was like, okay, I got to get Zach to clean this up. You know, what can we do? So, I was like, okay. He hates losing money to me. So, I was like, okay. So, Zach, if you make a bogey with a wedge – you owe me five bucks. If you make a bogey on a par five, it's five bucks. If you make, and then what is, and then, a, and then if it's a, a double bogey, it's 10 bucks. But if you play yeah. birdie for three putts, you owe me five. That's right. Right. And then I pay you. And, uh, yeah. So that's right. And then I pay you 50. If you play bogey free 50 yeah, bucks. Exactly right. And, and a birdie for, and then $5 per birdie. More than bogey. Mm-hmm. And so we start. And so the next week you go out there and you play. I mean, what did you do? Two bogey free rounds, but and you finished fourth or whatever it was That's in right. San Antonio. That, that was that exact. That was the week we did it. That's right. And then since then, you know, so then you watch that. And it, 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 it was amazing how just like I don't think we changed anything in your golf swing, but you really started focusing on that because I mean, your text would be like, "Hey, didn't make a bogey with a wedge." Hey, didn't bogey a par five, like things that you could control. Right. And, and to me, that was an, a cool deal as a teacher watching it. Like, you know, sure. Some of it's luck. You played great that week, but some of it was just, I mean, made you aware of like those types of things, cleaning it up. And you're so competitive that when you did it, like, I mean, the results were pretty, pretty damn immediate. Exactly right. The, uh, it, it, cause that, that was the issue for at least the two weeks before then. I, I right. messed up multiple par, par fives. I was, I was, it kind of, I was making silly mistakes. It wasn't, it was the, I was playing good golf and just throwing away shots here and there, and they were adding up by the end of the week. I'm five, six worse than I should be every week. And, uh, and so, yeah, that, that was kind of the, the part of the game that, that I really needed to focus on. Stop, you know, stop making the little errors that add up. think that you made more of those little errors like you know when you're coming off a medical and you only got so many starts and obviously you know in your situation you know you like you're trying to play as good on the web starts too to make sure you got a place to play next year like do you think that's from like pushing too hard or trying too hard you know i'm not exactly sure where i tried i thought about that a lot actually and i'm not sure if it came from the fact that I would almost, I was trying so hard on everything else that I think I would kind of get relaxed on like simple shots or a wedge shot. And I was hitting my worst shots. I don't know if I was just kind of not, not just over-focusing the rest of the round, but like just 
I don't know. It was, it was, they were silly errors. And then I was like, you know, where did that shot come from? And it'd be from 110 yards to an easy pin. Right. I've been striping it for five holes. So I'd hit an awful 20-footer. And, like, it was, they were random. I, I don't know if it wasn't focusing in as much as I should or if it was the opposite way. I, I'm not... Yeah, not positive on on which side. You know, the big thing to me is just watching. It's like so you could watch the you'd watch how you you know went about stuff before we started doing that, and it was like it obvious to me it wasn't a golf swing question because somebody like you're not going to go out there and make four, five, six birdies and you're swinging it bad. And the one thing that you know I had always looked at with you before, especially before the surgery, was like you know if you drive it good, you generally play pretty dang good. Right, exactly. Yeah, for sure. You know, and if you drive it good and you don't, more importantly, you don't miss it left. Like if you, everything's cutting, you play pretty dang good. And like you looked at it and you looked where you missed it and talking to you and stuff like you, you were driving it good. So I was like, okay, he's just got to clean it up. And I think just making you aware of it. And like the, I think you agree that like there's no reason for the most of the time, there's obviously a few hard holes, but like to make a bogey on a par five or, or to make a, du- a bogey with a wedge? No, no. I mean, th- things happen. You hit an iron shot in the water, or you hit, like, a bogey like that, but that wasn't even most of my bogeys. They were, you know, not even a hazard in play, and I'd find a way to make a bogey with a par five. Yeah, absolutely. Just too many, you know, just too many things that you, like I always talk about, it's just cleaning it up. It was just, it's like brushing your teeth. It's just like taking care of the little things you got to take care of. And so then fast forward. So you, you finish fourth there and then you go to the Byron Nelson. And I mean, you played, you played phenomenal for the most part for all four rounds, had a nice finish there. I mean, really built some confidence. So like coming through that stretch had to do a lot to make you feel better about where your game is, the stuff you've been working on and really seeing some results from the work you've put in. Yeah, exactly right. The um, the results have been really nice to see. The last uh, the last month and a half has been a lot of good scores, and the ball striking's been perfect. And the driving has been that was the key to last week as well was was driving and and really going back to the Wells Fargo and really going back this whole this whole stretch. I've been driving it great, and it's made it's made golf a whole lot easier. Yeah, you've played great in your tour starts, Wells Fargo. You know, you've made the cuts and, and, you know, talk about that. Like you, you know, you, heck you're on the cut line, you know, you, you make a bogey or so, and then you, you make an Eagle coming in to make the cut. I mean, you know, to me, like, that's when I was, you know, I'm watching the shot link and I'm like, man, he's figuring it out. He's, he's getting on a roll and you know, you watch enough players. Like I look at you now and like, I don't, I don't worry about you making a cut now. I worry about I, – I think that you're ready to contend now. And, like, each week it seems to me like you're building confidence toward that where it's not like before, like, I would always feel like – I mean, like – and it wasn't a bad thing. Like, you just hadn't played good. So, you're you're more trying to make the cut. Now I feel like you're trying to contend and win golf tournaments. Yeah, exactly right. That At the Wells Fargo there, when, um, when I made that double, it was right back to this, like, oh, here I am doing what I did – you know, two, three years ago, I'm going to, you know, I'm not finishing strong. To, I'm worried about the cut again, which I'm, which I hate worrying about the cut. You want to be, you want to be focused on winning the event, playing your best golf. And, uh, and so that was huge for confidence going forward to make the cut the way I did it. Um, and then to play well to Byron Nelson is just confidence wise. I'm, you know, different, focused on a little bit, a little bit different things now, which is good. Yeah. And, and again, I mean, I think it's amazing how those little things, you know, those little things pay off. And then you go, you know, you got into the web event, you played the web event, 
in up at the Rex, up at Raleigh. And heck, you finished second there. You're in the final group on Sunday. I mean, you shot nine under on Saturday. I mean, you know, the encouraging thing for me as a teacher and from somebody that's watched you a long time is like, I feel like all of your work's paying off, but like, I feel like each week you're building now instead of like a step forward, then a kind of step back. I mean, to me, that to me, that's got to be a great feeling kind of for you as it sets you up for this summer run where you're going to play a bunch of golf in a row right now. You set yourself up playing your best golf going in there where you got a chance to do something. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Confidence-wise, this is the best I've maybe felt in my life. And so, yeah, the, the timing's great. Playing good. I got a ton of events in a row. And so, yeah, I'm looking, uh, looking to play some good golf for the next few months. Now that you're playing better, like, what are you doing anything different practice or prep wise than maybe you did other years out there? I'm still doing the chipping game. We do. Um, it's just because you want to beat me out of money. You just don't care. Oh, man. This week, the rough this week is thick. So, Craig throwing those golf balls, I, <laughs> I struggle a bit. Um, you miss, you miss green, miss fairways and greens this week, you're going to pay. But um, I think just um, I'm less concerned about ball striking than I've been in the past. So I'm able to focus on all the little stuff more in practice rounds than I don't feel like I'm working on my swing now. For the first time in a long time, it's like just remembering, you know, keep rotating the chest, get the club outside. That's outside of those two things, that's that's all I'm focusing on that week. So it frees me up to put a lot more time in the short game to put time into, you know, learning the golf course and and doing the stuff I should be doing, not focusing on the play. Yeah, and I think that's just what people don't realize is, you know, like it's hard for you guys playing a whole bunch of weeks in a row. You know, like like I always look on the range when I'm out there and, and the guys that you see like late on Wednesday working or the guys you see that are like you can tell they're struggling, most of the time those guys haven't had the time to prepare and really be ready and they don't play good. It's the guys that go out there, they play their practice rounds and they're doing tons of work learning the golf course and they just do their basic, whatever it is that they're working on. They seem to be the guys that play good every week. Yeah, exactly right. It, um, there's, and working on your swing is stressful every week. Too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it wears you down quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you know, you've never been a guy to hit a ton of balls, but like, you know, you hit a lot to get back where you are. And to me, you know, like I know That's I'm right. a I know I'm a pain in the ass sometimes. Like I'll say, hey, send me a video. But it right, and we laugh about it. And you're but like all it is is just trying to just keep you so we just stay on those two things. And I think it's important so that you don't go off so that you can stay on this stretch as long as you can. Exactly right. Yeah. I I like it. I appreciate it. Yeah, sometimes I irritate you though, but it's all right. But um <laughs> no, but you've come a long way. I mean, I know I'm it's the best I've ever seen you swing the golf club since I've known you. And more importantly, like it just seems like like you're just going out there every day knowing you're gonna play good. And like I remember one time here at the club you said to me, like, if you could feel like when you finished that you like the score added up to with how you played instead of like you felt like the score was worse than you played, you know, you're you're doing better. And like I feel like that's where you are exactly now. Exactly right. Exactly right. At the end of the day, I'm not thinking, man, I wasted, you know, this many shots. They're, they're adding up to pretty close. Like, I feel like when you're when you're playing good, your score and how you play go, you know, hand in hand instead of um, a lot of times, man, you miss. They just add up quick. One or two bad swings add up quick, and they, they knock you down for confidence for the rest of the day. And so 
playing these rounds where I feel like my swing's under control. It's become less stressful, easier. I'm not on the, the big misses at all, which is really nice. That's um, that, that's probably one of the biggest things that's changed over the last two months is that I'm, I'm hitting almost no big misses. So when I do miss, it's no big deal. I move on and just keep doing the same thing. Yeah, you seem to recover better from, you know, like, you know, like where you said you made that double and then you came back, like, so now that you got a little confidence and, and um, you know, you've obviously seen some results. So, like, when you have a hole that's a bad hole, does it not seem to freak you out as much or bother you or make you feel like, oh, here I go again kind of deal now that you've built up some good yeah, memories? exactly. Exactly right. It's been – the bad holes I've had here or there have been like, oh, I hit an iron shot long into a bad spot or, you know, oh, I missed it a little bit and came up short and plugged in the bunker. It's not, it's not like, well, I hit a tee shot. 70 yards left and they, you know, bogey or double that, you know, will, will put you on edge for the rest of the day. It's been very minor things that, um, you know, that are easy to move on from and hit your next shot. Absolutely. I mean, and, and again, and you can see it, and the fun part is seeing it in the results week in and week out. So, well, Zach, always I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. I know you're getting ready to go tee it up in Canada. We'll check in with you again. I feel pretty certain that the next time we check in with you, you're going to have secured your PGA Tour card, and I'll look forward to hanging out with you in a few weeks up there as you go through this stretch of golf. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me, Tony. I appreciate it, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Tour Coach with Tony Ruggiero. If you enjoyed this, make sure to hit subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you are listening to this podcast. You can stay up to date because we have weekly episodes coming your way with fascinating people in the world of golf instruction at the highest level. Make sure to subscribe and stay tuned. If you want to learn more about Tony, head over to dosweepersgolf.com to get all the details on what he's up to. Maybe you want to see him, grab a lesson, or go to one of his camps, pick up his book, Lessons from the Legends. You can do that there. If you want to see Tony in action with some videos and other content, head over to golfsciencelab.com slash Tony to get more info there. This episode was powered by the Golf Science Lab and was edited, mixed, and produced by Just Hit Published Productions. There's one thing if you know about me, if you've listened to the Dew Sweepers, you've come to listen to me talk, is you know I'm big on loyalty. We give 100% here at the Dew Sweepers. We put a lot of emotional investment into everything we do with every one of our players. And the same can be said for our partners and the folks that have been with us for the long haul and help the Dew Sweepers, help our juniors, help us get to our tour players. And so I want to give a special thanks to our sponsors. Our sponsors are, first and foremost, Buick and our local Buick dealers here around the Southeast, Shrixon Cleveland Golf, who've been with me for over a dozen years, and their belief and support of what we do here with the Dew Sweepers. And lastly, the folks at Vineyard Vines. The folks at Vineyard Vines love what we do with junior golf. They support us on the road. There isn't a better family or group of people that are going to help us look our best, play our best, and have more fun than the folks at Vineyard Vines. So special thanks to our sponsors, Please support those as you get the opportunity. And for more information about any of those, check us out at dosweepersgolf.com or you can always check me out on Instagram at the Dewsweeper.